Welcome to True Free Audio, episode number 5, May 25th, 2008. Welcome to True Free Audio. Uh, this week, we will be talking, well, I'll be talking about uh, five new sites for free music, a free release by Audio Bytes for Autobots, and the history of pop music. I w- and this week's featured artist is Audio Technica. Though Audio Technica does not have a designated album, there are two songs of this artist that I do love, so I will share those with you later. But first, the news. Our first news story comes to me by way of PC World. Now, when you think of PC World, you obviously aren't thinking of music, but who knows? But I guess you could understand where this is going from, going to because it's not necessarily about music, it's about where to get free music, although this is a little bit dated. The article is titled, Five Groovy Sites for Free Music Downloads. However, I would only consider a few of these really free. Um, the first site they go into is Venzero Mixtape. It's a site that has basically nine rotating MP3s that you can download for free. But that's it. There's about nine songs. But, I mean, they're pretty good songs, and you can't argue. It's free. You're not, it's not like you're paying for bad quality. They're still good songs, I'm sure. The second site they have listed is Epitonic. Epitonic is an independent label independent label website. You go there and they have pay content and they also have about one free song per album there, so it'll get you interested. And in a way, I would actually argue that would be the best way to release all types of music. You give a free song with every album gets people interested, and you aren't giving away your album for free and making zero money off of it. So it's not bad. The third site they have is Mush Records. Now, Mush Records is a little bit more updated, I guess you could call it. It's actually kind of current-ish, unlike the last two, which haven't been updated in something like two years. This website is an impressive collection of free stuff basically but you can also spend money there so it's not completely free the fourth site they talk about iSound has a lot of artist sites that are basically created by a band or a group or a person and it's kind of unorganized but you can find what you like on there and download it. 
So, I mean, while it has a lot of slop that you have to go through, there are ways to get out of the slop and find the buried gem in the slop that you really like. But it just takes a little bit of work. Not that any site doesn't require just a little bit of work to find something that's good. This requires just, just a tinsy bit more than what you would expect. I mean, there's a lot of material on that site. And fifth, and finally, the Live Music Archive. Now, the Live Music Archive is your one-stop shop for deadheads. Hours upon hours upon years, even, probably, of Grateful Dead music. And, I mean, you can find just about anything at the Live Music Archive. It's where I actually store my podcasts, archive.org, which is us, the main site for the Live Music Archive. But, yeah, it's a really good place to get your acoustic bands, live performances, which aren't copyrighted, surprisingly. Unless they're recorded and distributed, they're not copyrighted. So, live music, feel free. Download there. It's only half illegal. Our second article is the Audiobytes for Autobots second release. Now, Audiobytes for Autobots is a pretty independent group, or actually it's an individual, that released uh, two albums so far. This album is called 2.0, and it remixes just about every type of music and every popular song you could ever want. And it's free, so far now. However, I cannot find whether it is under the Creative Commons license, so that's a problem. I mean, as it is free, and it is widely available on the internet, I would assume it's licensed under Creative Commons. However, without explicit declaration, I do not want to get in trouble legally. So that's the only reason it's not the featured artist and song for this week. If in the off chance, in, in the off chance that the creator of Audiobytes for Autobots actually listens to me, please, please, please make explicit declarations of licensing in your releases. Because as of right now, I have no idea what it is, and I don't want to get in trouble for it. But... Again, the album's not bad, by any means. So, go ahead, go and download it. It's free. You can find it at... Well, I'll put the link in the show notes for this website. And it's actually really, really surprisingly good. The cover art isn't bad either. I mean, it's the Tron helmet and the guy from Tron with a little... look What looks like a sticky... And then a second sticky, which is probably what it is. I mean, it's probably just a preview picture with a sticky and a sticky and screen capped. But hey, I'm not complaining. It's a really good album cover. I love Tron. Who doesn't love Tron? The third story that we'll be talking about is the White or Whitburn Project One Hit Wonders and Pop Longevity from Waxy.org. They put together a pretty extensive research article here 
on the length and number of pop songs in the top 100 charts. And it's a really interesting read. I highly recommend that you go read this because it basically shows how early, like in the 1950s and the 1960s and even into the mid-70s, songs didn't really last forever on the charts. I mean, you'd get 20, maybe 30 weeks if you were lucky, so less than half a year they would be on the charts. And you've got this big thick band here where they last, where they last. And then starting in the early 90s, you get songs that start lasting in the 40s and 50s. And in the mid-90s, you start seeing songs that last consistently in above the 20-week margin. So you're looking at a huge, huge number of songs that are now lasting longer in the top 100. And as you can imagine, looking at the total tracks appearing in the top 100, you're seeing a huge trend in decline, resolving in basically a large number, over 700 songs in the mid, in the mid to late 70s, or 60s rather. And then it's trailing down, trailing down, and in the early, late 90s and early 2000s, you're looking at about three, four hundred songs total per year in the top 100. That means you're only getting a cycle of four. Now, what that means is you're not seeing a lot of repetition or a lot of different songs. You're seeing the same song dominate charts for a long time. Is that good or is that bad? Hmm, let's think about that. On one hand, you're getting really good songs that get really good publicity. But on the other hand, you're looking at songs that aren't getting a lot of attention because you have these massive uber hits. So then, what causes these massive hits? What does that filter down to? Of course, you could also make the claim that the reason tracks aren't switching a lot now is because they get on the internet and they just cycle forever. And people download it, they listen to it, they request it on the radio, and it just stays there because it's still being downloaded and continually. And you get four or five songs that radios feel are the most important, and they just stick with them. Well, more like a hundred songs the radios feel are good, and they just stick to their guns forever. Or it could also be that artists are focusing more on publishing really good hit songs, songs that they know will get to the top of the charts and stay there, and they're not worried about making a whole bunch of smaller songs, and you're getting really popular artists that stick with people, and it becomes this whole snowball effect where one, where a group of people likes it, so then people just start sticking, and it grows and grows, and you get this huge snowball of a hit that doesn't stop, because people just want to keep hearing it. And there's also maybe a slight anti-correlation between the number of one-hit wonders and the number of songs and the total, total tracks. Because now, in the late 1960s, you saw a huge spike of one-hit wonders. I mean, that's right whenever there was a lot of, num a lot of number one songs, a lot of top songs that were varied and you were looking at a huge peak in the number of total tracks appearing. Now you're looking at more along the lines of 
bands that are or groups that are putting out songs that are staying up and they're producing it a lot like just song after good song after good song take like Justin Timberlake for example producing one album that has six hits I mean it's a huge number of songs to have on one album to get to that high of a profile so in that case I guess you're looking at a slight kill in diversity but you're also possibly looking at artists looking to make those big hits and staying with them and consistently producing that so is it bad or is it good Hmm. I guess with changes and trends you have to look at them objectively from the future I'm sure if you were in the 19 looking at the 1900s and noticing that there were very few one-hit wonders but also looking at the percentage you're seeing that it's pretty on par. I mean, you're not looking at a huge percentage or a low percentage. But then again, not many people listen to 1900s music. I mean, swaying from the 1920s, that's pretty popular. But still, you have to look back objectively at the past. Maybe people 40 or 50 years from now will look back and say that was the beginning of the golden age of music recording and the way that it's striving at that time. I, we have to just find out. Sooner or later, someone will put together this data for the past, which will be our present. And who knows what it'll reflect. And with that, we move on to our featured artist, Audio Technica. Audio Technica is now on the site CC Mixter where you can stream and or download. I haven't really gotten anything from CC Mixter before this, so it'll be interesting. It's a little bit different format. There aren't specified albums on CC Mixter. What you're looking at is just an art a song and an artist that you can search by artist and it'll list all of their songs. It doesn't group them into albums like Jamendo. But hey, why not? It also has the Creative Commons license posted rather large and very big on the site. So, the first song we'll be listening to from Audio Technica is Less Than Below. Your disinterest draws me in. I'll soldier on till you begin To want me back I lay awake, eyes wide Euphoria needles are inside Sleeping, 
When the morning comes Little bird beneath your park bench Begging for the crumbs Less Than Below by Audio Technica. The second song by Audio Technica that I will feature today is Three Friends. Three Friends is about the same as the last song. Nothing too, too amazing about it. It's a good song. I'll put the link for it in the show notes. And here is Three Friends by Audio Technica. We chose our spaces, respectively speaking, facing the places for which our lives were reaching. One night, one night on the shore of life apart, we walked and joked and soaked our feet the Atlantic's end where currents collide we stride into our distant views. We chose our spaces, respectively speaking, Reflecting the places for which our eyes were straining. You? You chose the land in your sight. <laughs> 
That was Three Friends by Audio Technica. In the show notes, I'll put links to both Three Friends and Less Than Below. And I will also post link er, a link to Audio Technica's artist search page at CC Mixter so that you can go and listen to more of his or her music, which is really good, by the way, if you haven't figured it out. Now, with the remaining time that I have allotted, uh, I'll talk a little bit about CC Mixter. I have covered in-depth Gemendo. CC Mixter is a little bit different than Gemendo for downloading and whatnot. For one, you go to their main website, Delio, and it's a pretty standard fair web 2.0 property. They have the little tabs across the top and how to interact, and they have latest news and whatnot. And they have some pretty interesting stuff all over the site. I mean, you can search. It has a big search button, so it's not hard to find up in the upper right. You can log in or create an account. It's nice and big in the upper right-hand corner. No having to look for the login or the search feature, which I hate. And you just go across the top, and they have picks, remixes, samples, acapellas, uh, various people, extras, and personalized playlists for various people on the site. So it's your pretty standard Web 2.0 property. And it's not a bad site. I'm going to use less than below the West, less than below page as the main example here. So here on the less than below page, you have the same standard top bar, which is default on all the pages. And on the left, you have meet a media thing here that says play this page, stream this page, podcast this page, or download this page. And it's a pretty interesting deal. I mean, you come here and there are various things that you can add to your site. For example, if you click on podcast this page, it loads up a standard uh, XML podcast enclosure for the song. And it's really a nifty, handy deal I'd say it's a little bit better in terms of Web 2.0 integration than Gemendo. For one, on your profile that you get whenever you sign up, you can input links to your ver to various dig to like Dig, um, Google Bookmarks, Delicious, StumbleUpon. Those all those places have wonderful, wonderful little links that you can add on a artist profile. It also does a good job of promoting remixing. CC Mixter is more remixes than Gemendo is original creations. For example, CC Mixter has a uses samples from little buttony bar thing here on the on the right hand side of the page that shows you what songs have been sampled in the one you're listening to. And it works pretty well. I mean, through that you can find other songs that you like, and it just staggers on out. 
it's perfect Web 2.0 integration in that sense. It also has a very distinct stream and download feature. For example, you click on stream, it downloads an M3U that you can then play in iTunes, which is very handy, especially if you're concerned about disk space. I mean, you get CC Mixer to stream it, and all you have to do is plug that in your playlist, and it'll play it whenever it comes up to it, and you don't actually have to download a song. However, it's a little bit tricky because... Once it's copied over, if you delete that M3U file, chances are you're not going to be able to find the song again. And you don't actually have the song that you can burn or whatnot. It's still streaming, and you're prone to an internet connection to be able to play it. So it won't go on an iPod or whatnot. Downloading's pretty slick. It opens up a little JavaScript application that you can use. In fact, the whole site's fairly well done off on Java. So... If you like JavaScripting, it works perfectly. If you have it disabled, you might be looking at a few things. Now, the one thing that CC Mixer doesn't have that I wish it did have was album grouping. But I assume that's because it's a lot of remixes, and you're not really looking at a whole standard distribution method wherein you create an album of songs which go together. I mean, it works well for something like um, J.T. Bruce during his dream, or the uh, the one song, the one album by J.T. Bruce that I featured, the very first podcast. It's a perfect integration for an album system, in which the songs interweave with each other, and the end song ends up referencing all the other ones before it. So, in that sense, an album works great, but here, it's kind of cloudish, I guess you could call it. Albums would be free-floating, and they wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense, because you're remixing and sampling from other songs in almost every song. So in that way, it's kind of out there and not really albumized. But they also have a recommends feature. Uh, it does really good length comparisons, and it even has BPM information, which is strange, because very rarely will I find a song that has BPM information right there available. Usually you have to dig for it or come up with something based on your own noticing. And there's a lot of reviews things, and the recommended, you can follow specific people that recommend different songs, and it's a really good way to work in my opinion because it's kind of free flowing kind of formulated but at the same time it works and it works pretty well best part is though you don't need an account to download anything unlike Jamendo and some other sites that require you have uh, to make sure you're not a robot or a computer that's just clicking a link and downloading stuff. Not that it would be easy because it is JavaScripting and that would take time and you have to account for it and blah 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 blah. You get the idea. So with that, you're looking at a lot of music that's just readily available to the end user, you people, without having to go through a whole bunch of artist recognition or uh, logging in and signing up and all that 
stuff. Not that I don't recommend si signing up for a CC Mixer account, and it's pretty nice. You can get the whole Web 2.0 integration, the buzzword for today, that whole deal. And it works. It works well. So I'll have links to CC Mixers on the right-hand side of the homepage. About nah, three-quarters of the way down of the page, it has free audio music sites. So there you go. You can go there, download some music, explore. It's not quite as tuned towards exploration and discovery as Jamendo, but it still works. And with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of True Free Audio. I hope to see you all listening next week, June 1st, I do believe, but have a good night.